0: Welcome to I Believe. Welcome to our page. If you're brand new, we welcome you. And this morning, we've got a really special treat, a special guest. And I'm so excited that Victoria Twombly is going to join us. She's on the screen right now. And I'm so excited that we're going to talk about promises and waiting on promises. And so uh, without further ado, welcome, Victoria. Thank you for joining us. Hello.
1: I am so blessed to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, promises is a big thing. And as we're entering 2021, we're just really pulling out for me and pulling out my journals and seeing, looking over the year and reflection and Mm -hmm. looking forward with anticipation. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: So before we even begin, um, please tell the community about yourself, where you live, about your family, and what your heart is for the kingdom.
1: Okay. Well, um, my name is Victoria Twombly, and I am married. I will be married um, three years as of February. We have a blended family. I have two... Two kids of my own, a 25-year-old and a 21-year-old, almost 22. And then t- three bonus children, so, <laughs> as I like to call them. Um, they are beautiful and amazing. And they are 22, 21, and 17 as of yesterday. So um, it's, it's um, I'm up here in upstate New York at the moment, which I'm learning to live up here. I was Florida for a little bit, living on the beach um, where God met me every morning at sunrise. So I'm um, trying to find my sunrise spot here and stay warm at the same time. Um, but yeah, so the kingdom of God is vast and um, he has opened up pieces of the kingdom um, over the past three years to me and pulled back the veil in ways that, I mean, of course we could say we would never expect because we can't expect what we don't know. So when we see into um, the unknown, it's exciting. It's um, a little nerve wracking sometimes because it challenges what you already know and the beliefs in your heart and you realize you're not believing big enough and maybe I realized that my beliefs did not necessarily match um, how, how big God really is and um, that I put limitations on that. So, He's challenged me in a lot of ways. And it's been a really exciting journey over these past three years, of just being married to my husband, who is, um, has helped to <laughs> expose that veil and um, just press, helped me to press deeper into the kingdom. So it's it's been an exciting three years. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. that's amazing. And how has the Lord given you promises? In what ways has the Lord um, given you promises?
1: Yeah. So I view the promises of God in on two different levels. So I think we have like a, we have blanket promises that you can find. There's there's many hundreds of them in the Bible that God promises overall to everybody. Um, I was in a really, really very long, tough season for a while, and he gave me Psalm 27. And um, it was a time where I felt I was being abandoned by everybody, and specifically verse 10 says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. And there's so many promises just within that one chapter, and um, I hold it very close to my heart, and it was what I had to hold on to, to press through the things that my eyes were seeing, my emotions were feeling, but that it's, it, those don't match the kingdom necessarily. So I had to process what I was feeling here in my, in my earthly realm, but also lean into the promises that I can't see. And, um, and so we have blanket promises that everybody can find in the Bible, but then we have our personal promises and those can be impressed upon us, um, in our hearts. Everyone hears God differently. So he will show up in my life differently. Um, sometimes he'll leave a rabbit trail of promises. He'll impress something on my heart. He'll speak to me. And, um, so I have learned to really hold on tightly to those promises because I know that God's faithfulness has been so, I mean, he's faithful. He's unshakable. He's immovable. He, um, he has been by my side every day I can remember of my life. And so I know that some people do struggle, with their relationship with God for many reasons and the trust factor. And the one thing I'm really grateful for is I, I have always been able to say I've never doubted him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had an issue. I've never been mad at God. I've never. And so, but that's, I think a gift in a lot of ways, because I know most people do and that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's an okay thing. It's part of our journey and he wants us to lean in and, um, that's how we learn his faithfulness. So, um, but I, I have been trusted myself. So um, I've trusted him and I haven't trusted myself a lot of times in the promises. And um, yeah, yeah. So it's been kind of a reverse of what most people um, end up struggling with. But he has, he has really laid in many different ways, different kinds of promises along my path. And there are some that I have seen fulfilled And there are some that I am still waiting on.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Oh, he he is just so good. And
0: Mm -hmm. I have to intentionally journal and look back. I have to sit down. It's not something that comes natural, perhaps maybe to writers or people that are really poetic. They just love that time. I have to intentionally get something in the morning as my best time, and to start writing even what I'm feeling. And I've said over and over that God always asks me, how do you want that... How do you want the outcome to look like? What do you want the outcome to look like? That is him inviting me to move forward and dream with him going forward. And that's a whole different conversation than asking God to do things. He wants to mm-hmm. partner with me in looking forward. Mm-hmm. And then like questioning yourself, I do that as well. I'm like, who do I need to become? Yes. To get to where God wants to do these great things? Who do I need yes. to become in character? You know where do I need to have like Graham Cook says stretch marks? you know yeah. <laughs> you know, faith, trust, yeah sometimes God gives us a word and then all of a sudden the opposite happens. He gives you a word about finances and all of a sudden you're getting all these bills piling up and you're saying, hey, wait a minute uh-huh. <laughs> It is the process with God. He, mm-hmm. He's quiet, he's always just working on the inside of us. And um, even before this broadcast, you and I talked about hiddenness and manifestation and yeah. God gives us a word sometimes, a promise. And then he just seems like he disappears <laughs> like, perhaps from our emotions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, so I was sharing with you at that, in during the hiddenness and manifestation conversation, yeah. I, when I was living in Florida before moving up here, I was, um, I felt like I had this new kind of epiphany in life of what I was going to do. I've always been passionate about women and seeing them, um, just getting them to a point of freedom. And it's because I've had to jump a lot of hurdles and, and break, break a lot of chains free, still working on some of those, but, um, being in bondage is not what we were called to do. Right. And freedom has been a really, really powerful word in my life. And it was one of, it was my word of the year a couple of years ago. And, um, I thought I knew how I was going to do that yeah. and brought it together. I was going to start a coaching business, but it was limited. It was very focused in this one area and then things shifted dramatically And everything got leveled and for every time I started to reach for it and thought I understood what God wanted from me it just never felt right and it went nowhere and so he called me into a place of hiddenness and so I needed to dream with him again yeah my dreams were limited I was putting him in such a tight box and I look back on that box now and it wasn't a bad box but it's not he wants to do more he wants to do so much more and he wants to do it in bigger and better and deeper ways. Mine were more, I would say, superficial. They weren't going deep enough. And um, he has had me in a place of hiddenness now for like almost three years, bringing me deeper so that I can bring women deeper and um, get to the core of free where, you know, where freedom really needs to be released. And, um, and I wouldn't do it any other way. It's been a really, really exciting time of hiddenness and then i get an an invitation from you and that was literally like the the holy spirit like ruffling my feathers and lifting the wings going um are you ready to fly because we're calling you out we're calling you out of hiddenness because the promises that you were holding for those past three years because they were good things that he was calling me to it's now time to step forward and and put them into action (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's scary when God calls oh, us. We
0: get comfortable in where we are, and He says, "Now I want you to do this," or yeah. you know, and it does. It, it you know, there's risk. There's no reward without risk, and sometimes the risk is like Joyce Meyer says, doing it afraid or meeting new mm-hmm. people and really realizing, okay, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I belong here, I, I belong here. I know uh, Brene Brown, mm-hmm. uh, you know who she is? She's oh, staring yes. greatly yes. and stuff. She was going on an interview with Oprah and she said in her pockets, she had words of affirmation. I belong here, I am worthy, I am best. And she had them in her pockets intentionally because she needed to rise up to the mm-hmm. occasion. Yes. And, uh, and God puts us in those situations,
1: and it gets us out of our comfort zone. It does, because that's when we mm-hmm. most lean on Him, when we realize that we're out of our comfort zone. When I'm out of my comfort zone, I know it's, I'm not choosing to be there because I've, I can do it, and I've got this. Yeah, yeah. It's because He's calling me out, and I need to be dependent on Him. And I, I just, I've learned to just surrender those moments now. I don't. I don't hold on to them and try to control them anymore. Yeah. Um, every time I think to even maybe take a piece back, I very quickly realize that was not <laughs> the best.
0: <laughs> right? Because control, we feel like if I could control this, I think no. it's the opposite of trust. For me, it's oh, the absolutely. opposite of trust. Whenever I'm trying to control things, that means that I'm not trusting the Lord in the process. Yeah. And let yeah. it go. Just let it go. Let it be
1: hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, you know, patience and the waiting of mm-hmm. God's promises. Um, patience is a really, really good thing. And we wait. But if we had a glimpse of the bigger promise, too much of a glimpse, we automatically are magnetized to grab a hold of that and to try to make that piece work it's like ah i see it i can do this and then we we jump ahead before we're ready and then what was supposed to be is going to even take longer now because god has to undo the things that we just did right and then we need to sit quietly and learn before we can step back into it and um yeah patience in the, and i think a lot of people too patience in the waiting tends to be um We're supposed to wait on the promises of God because there is a process and he prepares us in that process and he's preparing other parts of that process as well that we are not aware of that maybe are just completely outside of us. And, um, but a lot of people I think do get confused though, too, with the patience part that we're just supposed to sit idly and do nothing in the waiting. And then that waiting, that promise becomes an idol. And so we stop living and we focus on the idol of the promise, and we just sit and we wait and that 's not what God intended either. He has um, he's given us a promise, but we 're still supposed to work out we 're supposed to first hold it and live as if we have it, you know, live towards yeah. what what that is, already start living in that promise, but we 're not supposed to sit. And idolize it and put it on a shelf and go, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. We have to live our life. We have to continue to to lean into him to see what we need to move closer to that. It's, it's just a process that I think a lot of people forfeit. And um, I mean, if you look at, there's so many stories in the Bible yeah. right but you can look at abraham and sarah they they had a promise that in the in their human eyes and their bodies and everything that they could see there's no way sarah was going to have a child right so they went around right they went around it they they took it into their own hands and they did not wait. And, you know, it caused a bit of a mess. (laughs) A little bit of a mess in the process. God still had the promise for them, right? You can't, you can't screw up that bad that, that you can mess up God's promises for you. It just makes it more complicated. And, um, I've just, I've learned that the time, that that waiting process actually is rich with opportunity. And um, I've learned to be okay in the question, like to ask questions. Yeah. And there's so many questions that we can ask in that waiting period. It's a learning period. It's a time of growth. There's, there's so much to be had in that waiting It doesn't have to, it's all a perspective, I think, of how we choose to look at that waiting period. We can sit in in impatience and pout and cross our arms and say, I want this now. Or we can embrace that, what I call liminal space. My husband, Jay, may have brought that. We love the term, the idea of liminal space. But that space and that tension in between the promise of something and actually getting it the waiting and and actually having it in your hands. There's so much that happens there. So much that happens there. And it's so important to the getting of the promise is that liminal space and learning to question that space and have a conversation with God, ask him questions, you know, dream with him, imagine with him, get lean in deeper and, and be, be a student. It's, it's fun. It actually can be fun. So there's not a torture in the waiting, but there's, it can actually be a fun process. Oh, that's so good.
0: It's like if someone has a word that you're going to be an author. You're going to be a writer and they just wait idly instead of looking and leaning in towards yes. authors and looking and leaning in towards how do I prepare myself to become an author? How am mm-hmm. I going to grow from the time the word was given to the time it's fulfilled it's yes. not sitting on my hands yes. you know, and expecting God to just, cause it's not magic. It's no. process. Mm-hmm. Just like Joseph. He got a word when he was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And he became the governor of Egypt when he was 30. But look at all the things that happened to him. I mean, he got thrown in a pit by his brothers. He was sold to the Ishmaelites. But the Ishmaelites were sellers of of myrrh and incense, which uh, represented embalming. So he was going to his personal death, like dying to, dying to himself and... And yeah. all the things that he went through, and God was with him, and God is with us. Yes. You know, and uh, wow, that is just just so amazing. And, and I like what you said, to make it fun with the Lord, to make it fun. Don't dread the time of hiddenness. Don't mm-hmm. dread the time from the time you get the word till it's fulfilled, but really become a student and just start to soak it in and uh and learn what you need to learn towards that promise. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have uh, one of my dearest friends. She um she's 35 and she's, one of the, she's just, she's so dear to my heart. I love her so much. And if you're watching, you know who you are and I love you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I have had a conversation, um, patience in the waiting has been a topic for a while now because she has a promise of a future husband and that can be really, really hard when you're, she, and she, she's just waited so beautifully and honorably. And, um, I try to encourage her to not just sit and wait, right? Just not to just say, like, look at this guy and look, is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? (laughs) Right? Because then even the potential husband becomes an idol. And um, I told her that this is a time where it's actually precious, where she gets to grow herself, I said, you, I said, I would like to think that that man is bettering himself every day so he can be the best husband, best father, you know, best leader he can be for your family. Yeah. And I, you, would want, you would want to do the same. I, I, mean, I said, look at it as a gift. Yeah. Everything you do to heal your wounds, to grow in your faith, whatever it is that God has for you here in this moment, this present moment. Not next year, not six months down the road. Right now, what can you do to grow in this time of waiting so that when you receive your promise, you are, you make, you've arrived at that moment carrying gifts. I worked on this. I grew in this area. I healed from here. I broke these chains so that I could be the very best person, the very best wife for you. And so just to, I think that's important. You know, that, that personal time of growth, what can we grow in that we can offer as a gift back to the Lord or back to our future, you know, to our future promise, whatever it is that we're waiting on. That's how can we grow in a gift and, and offer it as a gift that is a, that's a really
0: good thing. And and like Esther, she beautified herself, Mm. you know, and, and like us, I mean, we, like you said, getting healed on the inside Mm -hmm. and, and really seeing where we're offended. So you know, rises up on the inside of us and think, Oh my gosh, I've got I I don't wanna carry that into where you're taking me, Lord. This cannot this luggage cannot or baggage rather cannot go with me where you're taking me and mm-hmm. Really taken an inventory of the things that we need to leave behind even in 2020 all the stuff that we just need to leave behind whether it's disappointment or things didn't go our way or we, we thought it was going to be you know we had high hopes for 2020 and then we get locked down and uh-huh. you know, like, oh pause okay i thought this uh-huh. that was going to happen but but really you know being resilient in the lord and just saying okay you're pausing let's Let's see what we're working on and let's, you know, really beautifying ourselves on the inside of us so that when we get to our destination we're prepared.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we and don't it want to get to the No. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be comfortable in the mess. I yeah. mean, we don't have to like it necessarily, but we have to learn to be comfortable with sitting in the mess and picking up piece by piece and just examining it and making peace with that and sometimes it's a process we need to go through some of those pieces are trauma and they're deep traumas that we have not you know engaged because it's hard and it hurts but we're just going to carry that into the next phase of our lives it will always be with us if we don't process them and 2020 was rough for a lot of people for the world right on many levels but there were a lot of moments that we can, I really believe that we had an opportunity to sink into. We were gifted with a major pause. Yeah. A lot of people, I know that there were a lot of families that were home and things became more chaotic, you know, because now the kids are always there and they're working yeah. from home. But for, for me personally, I got to reflect. I had a lot of time and a lot of things surfaced because things got quiet quiet there were no there weren't as many distractions so yeah. in their quietness things started to come up you know that I was suppressing and all of a sudden yeah. all those voices are clamoring for attention and I got to give those voices attention and sit with them and honor them whether it was pain that I carried from the past or trauma or sadness or whatever it is and so in that process I found freedom and I get to carry that forward so that's a gift that I get to step into my promise for my promises for 2021 carrying those those processes that I saw through to the end and I honored they were not easy you know tears were cried (laughs) Um, I dug my heels in I was like I don't like this this isn't fair you know I threw my fit but I processed it yeah and found freedom and um I know now that I'm better able. I'm more prepared to carry what God has promised me in the future, because otherwise those things would have gotten in the way. So I've used part of 2020 and and that pause yeah. to reflect and to be present and to learn to be um, to be a better listener to myself, to God, to those around me, just to be present and. So in the waiting, right, there's much to be done in the waiting. Yeah. So we can sit idly or we can we can move forward with intention and yeah. and do great things. You know, we can still accomplish great things, even though we haven't grabbed a hold of the promise yet.
0: Yeah, that's very, very true. And as you're speaking, I'm sensing that um, that God has really gifted you to help entangle women. Um, from things that they've been entangled with and they just having a hard time and struggling to get free. And I'm sensing, um, and I don't even know you that well, but I'm sensing that that's what God has partially called you to do, is to help women to get entangled.
1: Absolutely. I am so passionate about it, so incredibly passionate about it. And um, it is a promise that he put on my heart that this is, it's a calling but there are promises attached to the calling yeah. a lot of them and they're so outrageous I'll be honest <laughs> I won't speak them because they're so outrageous but that's how I know they're they're him because I won't dream that big for myself yeah so I make sure to write those down because I'll lean into that because I know that I need to surrender so all all of me and then some in order to even start to to really believe those promises cuz yeah. they're they're something that only he can deliver and so, um, so it's, it's, for me, it's become a fun process. If he says he's going to do something, I believe he's going to do it. Yeah. I've learned his character. I've, I've learned his heart. And um, I'm okay, even if I never see them. Yeah. You know, there are some promises that we'll get, and they're for us, and it's for us to start building into them. But we may yeah. never see them fully manifested, and we need to be okay with that. You know, and um, and so I just I'm loving the journey and the, the journey is is just trying to find whatever is in the moment as yeah. I'm waiting and working towards the promise. And, and the Lord is really faithful to give me give me little um, things to do along the way. Like if we if we really lean in, even if he doesn't seem like we're hearing him for a while and he's gone silent. There's something that we're meant to be doing in that moment. And I love finding out what that is. And sometimes it's just being still and doing nothing. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I I love this
0: conversation because – uh, what you had said earlier was that there's an overall covering of promises. Mm-hmm. And that would be that we're all loved by God. We're yes. all written on the palm of his hand. He knows every hair on our head. Yes. He's always with us. He'll never leave us. Those those generalized promises are wonderful because that is our relationship with him. That's his mm-hmm. that's promises to us. But then what we're talking about today are not the general promises per se. They are the specific promises that when he, before the foundations of the world, he created you, he created me. What did he have in mind when he was creating us? And, and, you know, there'll always be opposition to that. He creates us for a certain something, and that opposition that comes against that exact thing in our life, i'm sure the enemy was there when he made all of us you know he hadn't fallen down yet he hadn't fallen yet and he knows what we're made for and his job is to prevent us on every side so that we won't get there whether it's to cause us to think less of ourselves and not know who we are through the rest of our lives and Not stand up in in our God given identity and who we are, even in the overall covering, you know, Um, but to find out my point is to find out what exactly what what our promises are is a little bit is a little bit tricky in terms of because we need to see ourselves the way God sees us. And sometimes we don't. God says you're an author, you're a speaker, you're, you know, whatever it is specifically, you're called to write books and encourage people in this way or that way. Um, and people say, wow, I'd I, I like to write, but I'm not good at it or whatever. Just to build that confidence, but to find out what we're, what God has created us to become. It yeah. can be a joy, but it can be a little bit tricky to navigate um, through
1: it can. Absolutely. And I, um, part of, um, what I'm building, which, um, <laughs> my word for 2021 is build. So I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> but part of what I'm building is a community for women, um, a place for, um, women to share their dreams, to share their passions, share their pain. Yeah. You know, we need to learn to sit with people and, in their pain. Yeah. Um, and I have, um, I've just lost my train, just went off its track. I am so That's sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all righty then. So okay. there's, there's like so much in my mind that I want to share. Oh, so um, part, part of what I'm building is it's called um, Soul Beautiful. And so the hiddenness and manifestation that I was in that hiddenness for almost three years was a um, was a coaching business for women, but it was more health and wellness centered. And it's amazing. I found healing. Yay. Celebrate. Grateful. God wants more. He wants the heart. He wants the soul. It goes deeper. It goes. It's it's an identity journey. And um, he had to take me on my own identity journey to get there and so now i'm realizing that in order to even know what we were created for we have to peel off all the layers that have accumulated on our own souls you know the the labels of the world media labels us a million times a day if we allow it to you know our parents have labeled us whether they said oh you're impatient or oh you're precious or you're you know even joking around you know you're i don't know they you know just like labels we 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 attach to those and we say oh you know i'm i'm a little hard i'm a little hard to handle sometimes because i have too much energy i'm energetic and we start to believe these things and we we shrink under the weight of all these labels and these layers and um that becomes our identity and it's not it's a false identity it's not our true identity and so my passion now is to peel back the layers and help women to see the beauty that they really are before the world got you know touched them so when they were in the womb before their mom was about to embrace the promise that she carried for almost 10 months you know that nine and a half months she's about to go through that painful labor Of birthing that promise of a baby Mm -hmm. that baby was untouched yeah that baby was the most itself that soul was the most pure it will ever be and the moment it entered this atmosphere through the pains of childbirth is the moment that it starts to accumulate what other people think it should be what what you should grow up to be and all the influences and then the trauma and the pain that's just part of being in this broken world yeah but that's not that's not the end of the story we get to discover we get to peel back each layer and discover who we really are and then we get to step into who god created us to be and for what he created us to do and it all starts to make sense and we we show up in confidence we become much more confident because now we're not second guessing ourselves right. because it doesn't matter about we're not carrying the labels. There's no confusion about who we are. We know who we are. You walk into a room and you're like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. That's most people can't do that. That was never me. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was I was the most shy and insecure person growing up and for most of my life. And I've peeled back the layers and I'm still human. I still have my self doubts, but I know who God, I know who he created me to be. And I know what I'm here to do. And that's been a long journey of discovery. Yeah. So, but it's been fun. Even the parts that really hurt, I can look back with gratitude because they made me who I am. I would not have gone as deep to discover who I am if I didn't have that pain in my life. Right. I needed it. it. It was a trigger to go and find myself yeah
0: that that's really really good and
1: um how do you keep your promises alive? I tend to build like little not physical altars, but I try to find i try to find um something to to- to remember so butterflies this butterfly is part of my journey it's part of the promise of the community and program i'm building. Um, I have a, um, an identity program that God built. He literally brought the butterflies in physical form (laughs) and spoke through um, the butterfly. And um, it's really amazing. It's an identity journey and it has not taken flight yet and it's about to, and I'm really excited about it, but I have one in gold. I have one in silver. I have one in rose gold and I wear it as a reminder and it's close to my heart. Yeah. Of the promise that God has for me, um, I'll share a story. Just um, just over Christmas, um, my bonus daughter, Bina, she asked for a um, a ninja coffee maker thing, you know, for Christmas slash birthday because her birthday is a few days before Christmas. And what blessed my heart, and I just thought it was it was such a beautiful example. Of hopeful expectation because um, she just moved into a new apartment and she doesn't have a coffee maker but yet she set up a coffee bar she has all the syrups all the all the little things everything you need and she said people would come in and be like you've got the coffee bar but you don't have a way to make coffee no I don't but I'm getting one and so she knew that she was going to receive this she didn't know which one We talked about the details, right? God will share details about our promises, but he's not going to share the whole thing. So I surprised her with a specific one, a specific. It just does everything. It's like a barista in your kitchen, but, um, but she had hopeful expectation and she, she set up a coffee bar in expectation of what was to come. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for us to do that. We need to step into and start building on that promise and set and, and just lay out a blanket of expectation yeah. that, that is, you know, that's geared toward that promise that we can look at and it's constant reminder that it is coming. It is coming. We don't have to know when. I mean, being a new, she was getting it on Christmas. Sometimes we get a date, sometimes we don't. Yeah. Sometimes it's much longer than we anticipated, but it's coming. And so we need to we need to put out reminders of God's faithfulness, of the promise, things that are actually going to um, excite us. And maybe even, um, I mean, I have other levels of what God's promised me for 2021 that I'm building. What did I do? I bought books, I'm signing up for courses. Yeah. I'm doing more to make sure that I'm ready. And um, my husband actually, I will share because my word for 2021 was build. He he actually commissioned a really good friend to create this for me so that I would lean into my promises for 2021 because my word was build. There's a butterfly, and um, I love that. And I looked at it at first, and I'm like, huh that's cool. He said, yeah, I told Mike, you know, you were just build for the year and she loves this and she loves that. And they're just talking about the details. And as I looked at it, I'm like, oh, it's not because I'm a beach lover. That's, that's my home. I, that's where, that's where I, I just love the beach. <laughs> so there's a beach there. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. But there's a sandcastle and the sandcastle is something you build. Yeah. So it's something that and pieces of it can get washed away, but it's something you build, yeah. and then on top of it is a green flag. It could have been any color, but it was green, and I really felt like it was prophetic in that um, it was permission. It was a green light. Go ahead, build. Lean into it. Go, and so that will hang up. That's my that's my coffee station. Yeah, I don't have it all yet. I have bigger visions that are in, in that, that I'm just like, in my, in with my human eyes, it's not happening. But I know that if I peel back the veil yeah. and, and peek through to what God is doing and what he has, anything's possible. And so that's going to hang up as a reminder when I start to look at the limitations of the world. You know, the limitations of the economy, the limitations of my reach, you know, it has nothing to do with me. If God wants to do it, he's going to do it and he's going to do it his way and he's going to do it big. And if he does it small, that's what it was supposed to be. It's not what I think it's supposed to be. I
0: love that. I love that you talked about the reminders, the butterfly. And, you know, every year I clean off a board it is an identity board and every year Mm -hmm. that's done. And that is my reminder and the words, pictures, I'll get magazines and cut stuff out and, um, and, you know, always dreaming forward with anticipation, like your daughter, you know, getting ready for those things to happen. And I just imagine that that pleases God. He Mm -hmm. sees that we're preparing for what's coming.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, think about how you nest when you're pregnant. I mean, you don't just say, oh, I mean, at first you don't even know that you're pregnant. There's no visible sign until maybe yeah. you start getting sick, but you don't see a baby bump. You don't know that you're pregnant with a promise right. and you find out. And now you're announcing it. You're excited, right? You're excited yeah. about that promise. And then, then you start to just get used to it and you might be like, oh yeah, I'm pregnant and this is fun. But then you're like, oh no. This promise is coming and I need a place to put it. I need things to care for it. I, you know, there, there's a lot required in order to steward our promise. And so we have, we have to be intentional about stewarding our promise. God doesn't say, this is what I'm giving you. And you just sit back and wait. Yeah. No, it's an invitation to participate. And I think a lot of times too, we pray and we say, God, please do this for me. God, please do this for me. God, please do this to me. God, do this yeah. me. He's like, no, I've enabled you to do this for yourself and just know that I'm with you in it. I will be there with you, but why, why, why should I do this? You yeah. can do this. This is beneficial for you to do this process yeah. and wait on him too much. I think to do things that he's, the reason he's not doing it is because, we're supposed to be doing it. And we're saying, can you do this for me? Give me this. God, give me that. No, no, I'm giving you the ability to do it yourself because that's part of our journey. That's how we grow. Yeah. He's always there with us in the process. He is always there in the process. Yeah.
0: In the unseen. And a lot of times working on the inside of us, you know, giving us those, those, uh, Stretch marks. So let's talk about um, disappointment. Mm. Okay. So, how do you navigate? How does one navigate um, through disappointments? We've all experienced disappointment. Things yes. we think something's going to happen one way and it doesn't happen. Did I miss God? Did I go to make a left when I should have made a right? All those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Let's talk about disappointment. How do you navigate through the disappointments that have
1: come in life? I think for one, we need to honor them. A lot of times we we start to get really down and then we judge ourselves for being disappointed and it's 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 a human emotion, disappointment, yeah. right? We miss a mark, we we expected something too soon. We just there's it happens, it's a feeling, it's an emotion that it's, it's normal, it's human to have. And we need to honor that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the best thing to do is to go back to God and ask questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. let it be a part of your journey. Let him know you're disappointed. Let him know that this, is so, this passion burns so, like yeah. so hot in your heart, like the flames are so high on this particular topic yeah, and it still hasn't come. And it hurts. Yeah. It's okay to have all these emotions. It's okay to tell him that. That's not, that's not a lack of faith. Yeah. That's you just being really real with a God who already actually knows that you have all these feelings and you're feeling this way. Yeah. But he wants you to come to him and let let him. He wants to hear it from you because that's relationship. Mm -hmm. That's true connectedness and relationship. And so we need to mourn our disappointments and that's okay. But then also find ways to remind ourselves that his promises stand at all times. They don't change because he doesn't change. So if we can remember that it's coming, it's just not coming in our timing and we're seeing we want to be married and we're seeing everyone around us be married and we're still single. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's figuring out their life and they've got their dream jobs, but we don't even know what we want to do. You know, <laughs> we watch everyone else get their promises yeah. and then we sit in disappointment and then we start to judge, we turn inside ourselves, Well, what's wrong with us that we haven't gotten it yet. And what, you know, what we have to keep our eyes focused on the fact that he still holds the promise. It's still coming. These feelings are real. It's okay to be disappointed. But find ways to be grateful Mm -hmm. for the things you have in this moment that are going to that are going to build towards that. And if you can't find something, go create something to be grateful for. (laughs) For Sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there it's it's really not that far once you want to establish a practice of gratitude.
0: But it's,
1: it's really about Staying grateful and, and being raw and honest in your disappointment with God. Absolutely. I
0: think also embracing, embracing the process. So, yes. um, you know, I had a friend that got cancer, and I believed to the end I would speak over them Pray over them. You will not die, but live. And, and, and all the scriptures. I did. I did everything, and I believed. Above all, I believed. And the person passed away, and I was devastated. Mm-hmm. And but, but the point is, is that God found me in faith. Yes. It wasn't weary. I I believed till the end. And at the end of the day, that person belonged to Him. Yes. But I believe because I believe in healing. Mm-hmm. I believe in healing. I've been healed. I believe in healing. And God so didn't choose to heal them, but take them home. And there was a big disappointment for me. I was like, wow. But I I embraced that. And I knew, you know, sitting there just crying and then just realizing, Lord, I know that I'm sharing this heart space with you for them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and things like that. And just finding the good in, in even something like that. Because we have a whole nother realm, which is heaven. That you know, it's it's we're all gonna get there. You know, yeah. it's just a different timing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes disappointment. You just have to embrace it and not stay there. You cannot stay there in a place because then pity or things like that could settle yeah. in. We just gotta shake that off in time. And everyone's time is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through disappointment in different ways. Everyone navigates through. Mm-hmm. And learn in different ways absolutely
1: of, yeah yeah, it's really important to trust that God's timing, his reasons, his purposes, yeah. his plan it's 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 worthy of trusting, right? So if we can surrender always to that, and there are times we're you know we're going to struggle with that, and that's okay. Again, we're human, we're not perfect. Yeah, it's yeah, a constant yeah. process, and we oh. need to give grace. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace in all of this. Yeah. Lots of grace. But our disappointments are meant to to be it can, a trigger again that, that just, it's like, okay, what do we do with them? Bring it back to God. Yes. No, lay it at his feet. Let it be a moment of communion. Um, you know, yeah. communion doesn't always have to be a celebration. You know, it's like, oh, God, I can only come to you when things are going well. And no, I mean, a lot of times, most times we find ourselves going to him when things are really bad bad. Yeah. But we're not always we're not always honest and vulnerable, right? We we hold back even though he he knows he searches every bit of our being and he knows more than we do about ourselves. Yeah. So because I know that he created me and he knows me better than I'll ever know, I have to lean in to him even to understand my disappointment. Yeah. So he may he'll understand I'll feel disappointment, but I might not understand the root of my disappointment. Mm-hmm. he can expose that to me and then I can navigate that maybe better not bypassing it because we need to sit with it because it's healthy to yeah. uh you know to honor that but to be able to understand where it comes from mm-hmm. and then to then choose to lean into the promise and his faithfulness
0: that's good that is really good and um how do you steward your promises from god
1: yeah i think that goes back to a lot of what we had yeah. just said in in just you know honoring them
0: yeah really
1: really um we we tend to be we live in a very distracted world lots of things clamor for our attention um so sometimes we even forget we have promises right until something prompts us to remember them or sometimes we get into a tailspin because we see other people's promises, we, but we're so distracted yeah. that we need something to not an idol it doesn't become an idol right our promises shouldn't be an idol but something to remind us that it is real we didn't just imagine it the enemy will come and try to steal our promises and whisper it, like you know that wasn't really what was promised to you that's not what it looks like that's not that's why we have to have something tangible, whether it's a journal entry that we can go back and read, um, and like what you said with Brene Brown, it's wonderful. If you need to carry the promise with you, yeah, you no, know, put it in your pocket. That I wear, I wear it here. There are other things I have that remind me that every time I look at something, um, there. Are, Rainbows are one of my absolute favorite things, and that is a promise from God for something completely different, right? He'll never forget the world again. But it's—it was such a big display. It was such a big reminder in the sky that—and it's—I love color. I I love—I just—it speaks to me in so many different ways. But God has spoken to me. Rainbows have appeared when I feel like there's no way they should have appeared because (laughs) I needed. He knew that I needed that extra reminder. Like I needed it from him. I needed it to come from a place that I couldn't manufacture myself. Yeah. And and I would just be like, Thank you. Okay. I'm I'm back, right? Yeah. I was aligned. Now I'm aligned again. And and I'm back. Let's move forward. I was I was kind of lost in this space of confusion. Sinking into my disappointment, feeling hopeless, even though I never like to admit that I can be hopeless. I've had moments of hopelessness, yeah. but I can very quickly come back to alignment with him.
0: Yeah. 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 It really helps, I think, if I speak my promises out because mm-hmm. my ears and my heart need to hear what my mouth is confessing. Yeah. confessing that and proclaiming that so you could hear it from your own voice mm-hmm. you know, and um uh, you know i am statements and and yeah. just with identity you know and who we are and who god has created us to be and uh and the promises of god that we have because each of us have promises and and so today We were just praying earlier, you and I, that there would be um, the people in the I Believe community that God would blow the dust off of their promises. If there's promises that have been buried with busyness or with work or with kids and and things like that, we just really encourage you, the I Believe community, um, Mm -hmm. to really ask the Lord to bring those back to your remembrance because yeah. so important going forward. You have promises that God has spoken to you. Perhaps it's been 10 or 20 years ago, but God doesn't forget. Mm-hmm. Our time and God's time is not the same. What seems like forever for, him, for us is just seconds for him. So in his timing, he's moving really fast with us. But with us, it seems like a while. So we encourage all of you To just blow the dust prophetically, just blow the dust off of your promises and take that time to sit down and write them out. And ask the Lord, remind me, even if you've forgotten, even if you don't have promises, sit there with an empty notepad and ask the Lord, you know, how what do you have for me this year because 2021 i declare over you i believe community that 2021 is going to be your best year ever you are going to see god's promises revealed to you because god has promised you things me things victoria things all of us but yours are specific to you so we declare over you that those promises today would come alive inside and uh, and we bless you. And as we close, Victoria, I would really want you to say a prayer over the community. There's something that we spoke about earlier that I'm gonna post. We're going to have um, one more call. It'll be an interactive live Zoom with 25 of you, whoever signs up first. And I'll give some information after we end this broadcast on that. I'm, I'm totally excited for that. Oh, I am too. That'll yeah.
1: be great. Yeah. yeah. But I would love to pray and release a blessing over the I Believe community. Um, and as we move into 2021 with promises that we're carrying that we have not yet seen fulfilled, um, with promises that have been fulfilled, let them, that they may be our, um, our reminders, right? Our, um, our reminders that we hold close to our heart, that the ones that haven't been fulfilled, are, are, they're already fulfilled in the heart and mind of God, yeah. just not here. And so um, that as we move into 2021... We will carry that with us. So I will pray for the I Believe community. Father, I thank you. I thank you for each and every person who is watching live right now. Those who will come across this Zoom video um, in the future. The timing in which they see this is the timing that you have for them. Prepare their hearts that they may receive um, words that you whisper to them your soft gentle loving kind tender voice (sighs) because you are such a good good father you want to give us so many things and you are so wise and that you withhold the things that we're not ready for and we can convince ourselves that we're prepared and we're ready but you see what's up ahead you see the danger in um, handing over promises too soon. So I just pray that as we move forward into 2021, that our hearts would be filled with hopeful expectation that we would, our hearts would have arms that are wide open, ready to receive whatever it is you have for us, whether it's a green light, to grab a hold of that promise and run with it, whether it's a yellow light that we need to slow down because there's work that still needs to be done, or whether there's just a red light that stops us in our place because we need to be still with you. Because there's deeper work that can only be done in the stillness and presence yes. with you. The Lord, you are a mighty, mighty God, and you are capable of all things. There's nothing that you can't give us. There's nothing you can't do for us. And you shower us with all good things. So I pray that 2021 would be that very promise birthed for this community in whatever stage it is. I pray that, um, whether it's the conception of it, whether it's the holding and carrying of the promise or the birthing of the promise. I pray that this community would also come together to support and encourage and, and um, be, a, be a place to be reminded, right? That we would all steward our promises together. And that we wouldn't look at others and be jealous of where they're at in their process, but that we would cheer them on. Let's encourage each other in where we're at, because each one of us will arrive in one of those stages at some point. And if you're carrying multiple promises, that's amazing. If you're carrying one promise, it may be bigger than all those multiple promises. So don't look at the number of promises you've been given, but just carry it well. Carry your promise well and find a way to um to carry it physically if you can so that every time you look at it you can thank god for it it'll be a it'll be a reminder of gratitude it'll trigger gratitude for the things that we don't have the promises that have been fulfilled and um i pray that we would just carry overwhelming joy in the waiting period of of the deliverance of our promises it's exciting lean into the process trust the process trust that god is with you in this process and that he will never leave you and he only only wants to have this relational experience that you can get nowhere else but that when you're present with him and that that's part of the fun in the being patient in the waiting so i pray blessings on this community i pray um, I'm just excited to see what God's going to do in 2021. There's so much. There's so much to be to be experienced, to be held, to, um, to learn, take advantage of it. Seek God out for what he wants to do with you and for you in this coming year. Don't sit idle. Don't sit idle. Let's get moving and do the work with God in whatever way he calls us to do. So take the rest of this year and, um, Lord, I pray that you would just expose the things that we may need to tie up, um, before we close 2020 out, that we don't carry the baggage, um, and any negativity or anything that would weigh us down. I pray that you would um, start to expose those things and that the